Hey everybody and welcome to the podcast. This is Lauren. I'm your host. This is The Connection, Conversations About Faith and of course family through the lens of a dog trainer. It is 2024. That's pretty just mind-boggling. Um, a couple months ago when I was letting all of my daycare clients know that I was finishing up my daycare season, um, going kind of into dormant for the winter and then being able to start back up in early spring. I sent an email that said, these are the last daycare spots available for 2024. Jump the gun a bit, jump the gun, but now I'm finally here. It's happening y'all. Happy new year. Um, so do you guys ever have like goals that you want to set for the new year? I used to like never do that because it was stupid and I would always break them. Um, but last year I kept it all year long because it wasn't like, oh, work out, eat better, get more sleep, drink more water. Like it wasn't something like that. It was a mindset goal. It was something that I wanted to like focus my attention on. So last year, my two big themes were community which praise the Lord, we are able to start doing through the membership, um, through rock kennel training. So rock solid family is where, um, I'm just excited to build out a membership where dog lovers and pet owners and animal welfare folks can come together and we can um, become a family as we help the dogs in our lives become the best version of themselves. So that's super exciting to me. And then the other one was grace. Um, just giving myself grace upon grace upon grace that I can't do it all. I can't hold it all. I need to just understand my humanness and know that I am not God. And so that has been really helpful as we've walked through um, a road of grief for my mother-in-law um, who passed away in August. And so it's just been great to have that as a theme this year, just to have community. Yes. And then just to give myself grace that I can't do all the things. So if you go back in our, what do you call that archive, our previous, um, log of our podcast, you will find my whole progression of walking through that, of I got this, everything's going to be fine. I'm going to start this podcast literally like one month after one of the most significant people in my life passed away and going into the holiday season. It's just, everything's going to be fine. <laughs> and then you literally get to hear my uh, story as I vulnerably share like, mm, nope, I got limitations and I need to give, I need to give myself grace. So um, the podcast switched to every other Friday. Anyways, all of that to say this, those are my, um, my mindset goals for 2023 and for 2024, I just thought I'd share, um, something that popped into my head because I think we can all relate to it and it massively, massively, um, translates to dog training <laughs> and any relationship we have with the dog. So obviously this is the connection. That is the way that I view the world as I use my dog training and I form connections on how dog training applies to real life in the areas of faith and family, usually parenting and a relationship with God. And so 
I hope you can take this content today and turn it and curb it and tweak it to fit your need. I don't know if you're a parent of little children like me, or if you have grown children, or if you have no children and you're a pet parent and you have doggos that you're taking care of, like whatever works to fit your bill. I hope this content is encouraging to you. So my husband is a high school basketball coach, which I've mentioned on here before, but it's so fun that he is not in the room when I record these because I can just brag on him. Just, I can just go ahead and let it all loose. And he has no idea. He is the most humble human on the face of the planet. He's confident. Don't get me wrong. He's definitely confident, but he's actually, but he's also humble. And I think that's such a beautiful thing when you can have both. And so, um, yeah, he just, he just is so great at what he does yet. He never takes credit for it. And he's always, you know, just praising other people and uplifting other people. And he's not stomping on other people to try to climb the ladder higher. He's building other people up like this man just, you know, sometimes I wake up and I'm like, Lord, why, why did you choose me? I'm not worthy. Um, so anyways, my husband last year got nominated for, um, the coach of the year for, um, his district. Uh, and so we got to go, where did we go? It was down South. Was it Peoria? I probably should have got that information. Um, and it was amazing. We got to have this, um, really like cool fancy breakfast or was it lunch? Man, I should have got all the details on this before I started telling the story. And, um, there's like hundreds of other coaches all across the state of Illinois there. And it was just, it was really, really cool. And there was these guest speakers and, um, Underwood spoke, um, who is the, um, head coach of Illini basketball, I L L I N I line, I line, I, so we are like huge sports people. So it was just an awesome time. And then, uh, we were, <laughs> sitting there and he's like, oh, I really hope I don't have to go up there. Sure enough. Yep. They called through the names, read the records, said the coach's little bio and one by one, every single coach got, um, recognized and shook hands and took pictures up on the stage. And he was like, Oh man, but it was awesome that I got to just sit there in the stands and, um, just beam over him and all of the accomplishments that he has been able to do in his now seven years as a head coach. And, um, so what does this have to do with anything? It has to do with everything. So when my husband started his basketball program, um, it's just like starting like a business or a family or whatever, like it's, all consuming and you have to dig in and you have to be there and you have to show up and you have to really work to build those relationships and everything in the beginning when you're building your program everything has to do with trust 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 as you're building something and growing something, there's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be tweaks. There's going to be things that you can't control. There's going to be, you know, all these things that pop up. But in the words of my husband, trust the process. Oh my goodness. If I have not heard that 500 times and it's beautiful and it's such a good reminder for me as well in so many areas of my life, but trust the process. And so now as he's created this program and kind of set this expectation and now 
you know, has this new standard for the boys basketball team at his school and just it, just the record and um, last year being able to um, win a regional championship game at home with his mom still able to cheer and be in the stands and fully uh, embrace that incredible accomplishment. Um, and then this year, uh, we were in a Christmas tournament and um, the boys were able to just advance to the winner's bracket with a bunch of really big schools and like the first time that's happened in like 12 years. And um, just, just their record's been great. And it's just been really fun to see my husband reap the benefits of all of that hard work. But in order to get there, he really had to communicate to his players year after year, season after season, game after game, practice after practice, open gym after open gym to trust the process. So I read a little devotional thing, um, which is just a churchy word. That means a little book that talks about the Bible and talks about God. Um, and it's just like a little snippet that you read um, for every day. And so for December 30th, here is what it reads. This um, devotional is, is read like um, as if God is talking directly to us. So it says, trust me with every fiber of your being. What I can accomplish in and through you is proportional on how much you depend and trust in me. Ooh, snap. Oh, gosh. I just, I love that. Literally, it was like the first line and I just shut the book. And I was like, yep, I need to marinate on that. I'm not going to put any more words in my brain. And, you know, that just makes me think of Seth and the basketball program of, like, our success is going to be dependent on how much the players buy in, how much they trust, how much they um, accept um, where Seth is leading them. And they just trust. They trust that he is the fearless leader and they buy in. And I, man, oh, man, oh, man, can we apply that to parenting and to dog training? So for dog training, y'all, like... I, I'm, I'm very passionate about um, the dog training techniques that I use and I stand by my word and um, we live in a world that is just increasingly turning the pendulum all the way to the other side when, you know, kids used to um, be seen and not heard. Now kids are only being heard at, at very high volumes with very large amounts of entitlement and there's no discipline or structure anymore. And then in a world where dog training used to be really heavy handed and there used to be a lot of compulsion and correction and, you know, like kind of beating up the dog and kind of bullying them into submission. Now we've swung the pendulum all the way to the other side of, you know, we need to validate our dog's emotions and we need to cater to their every need and we should never in any way ever put them under any type, any type of circumstance that would ever cause them harm. Um, and so I think the most beautiful way to lead, whether it is a basketball program or whether it's your children or your employees at work or your pets and your dogs is this beautiful balance of asking for respect no doubt 
but then also asking for, tr for trust, like the trust and the respect part. Um, but this year, my focus is definitely on the trust. And as I really kind of like dug into this, um, I just got thinking about all the times when I have been training a dog and they've been in some sort of uncomfortable situation and I am just asking them, trust me, trust me, trust me, trust me. And man, I'm telling you that if we can trust the process, even in the ups and downs, even in the hard times, whoo, that's powerful if we can trust the process in the bad times. Um, so for an example, when we have dogs that have on-leash reactivity, which means they see fluffy, they see a squirrel, they see a leaf, they see a garbage truck, they see a walking innocent bystander that it will cause no threat to them, or some giant dog barking through the front window of a house. When they see their trigger and they absolutely lose their freaking mind, there's so many ways on which we can train that. But I'll just talk to specifically um, one dog in particular. So we'll call this we'll call this dog Jean. Um, so I had a client dog named Jean and so 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 reactive towards anything, <laughs> any and all things. And so when we were working with Jean, what I did was I built a relationship with the dog off of positive reinforcement. And I said, Hey, I'm going to build this relationship. I want you to trust me. I want you to know that I'm a good source of, you know, great things, all these things. But then once our relationship was established, I started to press in and I started to put some pressure on the dog. I started to stretch them. I started to build that obedience muscle. I started to, to really curb their behavior and sometimes it was uncomfortable and sometimes it was hard. It was so hard. Just like breaking an addiction is so hard at times. We have to trust the process. And so as we go through our training and I start making it more and more and more clear that there's pretty much a zero tolerance. We can look at our distraction. We can perk our ears at our distraction. We can watch our distraction go by. But when we start to escalate our behavior into that really bad place that's not good for anybody, there will be consequences. And if you turn to me, and if you keep your eye contact on me, there will be rewards. And so I made it really black and white, really, really simple. But you could tell as the dog went through the rehabilitation process, and this dog really had not had any structure or any training um, prior to this point. <laughs> so the fact of like, ooh, we're going to like just come on in here and start breaking some addictions, that was challenging. So that's why we had to kind of approach it a little bit more slowly um, and make sure that, yes, the dog still maintained, you know, a positive emotional response with our training sessions, yet also pushing that boundary a little bit more more each and every session um, of asking for more, digging in a little bit deeper, making that self-control stretch a little bit harder. And it was so cool because although I was training this dog using zero English and all body language and all technique and all pressure and release and all body language and energy, there was this understatement of 
Jean, trust the process, girl. Trust the process. I know it's hard. I know this doesn't make sense to you right now, but trust the process. And wouldn't you know, after our training had been complete, like she's she's a freaking rock star. She's a rock star. And we kind of threw her through the gauntlet and um, did a bunch of super distracting um, triggers for her. And she passed with flying colors. Looking at her owners going like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay, this is hard, but I'm going to trust you in this. And I think that can be a really um, special and powerful place to be. But I think our culture and everyone around us um, sometimes doesn't always... Um, affirm those. And so going back to my um, husband and, and being a basketball coach, we have a mentor who's been coaching high school basketball at a very elite level for like 40 years. And he, we just look up to him and his wife so much and talk to them as much as we can and just glean wisdom from them. And he had said that nowadays it's not so much, um, you know, teaching the boys is X and O's, but you really have to dig in to, um, that whole concept of teaching them, you know, the process and to buy into what you're doing. And even when it's hard and even when you lose games and even when, you know, in the midst of building this thing, things go haywire because that's just what things do every once in a while when you're growing it, like there's growing pains and like people have to learn lessons and like, they're just, there has to be, you know, this culture that's being developed. He's like, it's more important now than ever to teach, to lean in and to trust the process because our world says, you know, whether it's the voice of parents, whether it's the voice of um, you know, teachers or friends that's, well, you don't need that coach. Well, you don't need to be told what to do. Well, you don't need that discipline. Well, you, well, you're the best. Well, you're this and you're that. And it's like, you know, you're fighting so many voices. And so I think my husband has done an awesome job of creating that culture of trust the process, even when things get hard. And even outside of like a dog training realm, um, you know, in the, <laughs> in the form of parenting. Golly, it's like, come on. Every day I find myself telling my children, can you just trust me? Yeah, but no, shh, quiet, stop it. Can you just trust me on this? Yeah, but she said, yeah, but he but my uh, pinched my finger and she did this and she took my sandwich. Can you just stop? Just trust me right? Are you a parent of small children where you just, they don't see the whole picture. They don't see what's on the other side. They don't understand the benefits of what you're teaching them or what you're doing or what you're, you know, what structure you're putting in place. And it's like, just trust me. I can remember. Um, so I have PE classes for my business, which is, um, positive experiences. And in the winter, we kind of go into a lull because holy cow, it's cold outside. But um, this past fall, we were uh, meeting at our local state park, which is beautiful, and we were taking all of our dogs. We we're going for a walk, and I usually always try to bring my kids with me. One, because I offer, I want to offer the class free for my clients, and um, if I have to pay childcare, then I lose money. So I threw all my kids in the car, 
but um, I like that though because I want to create like this very real environment where kids are running on the playset. There's strollers. There's you know snacks being thrown everywhere. Like I like that kind of like wildness feeling, um, so that we can train our dogs and like you know, real environments instead of me have my little trainer hat on. Anyway, so there was this one PE class in specific, and this is a super silly, tri trivial example, but um, it just was so, honestly, just comical because um, it was it was pretty warm, and my kids were just freaking rock stars, and you know, sometimes not so much, but this particular Saturday morning, they were just, they had their listening ears on, they were helping me, they were being distractions for the dogs, and then coming back to me, it was just, it was awesome, and so we left the park, but then, oh no, my little Macy girl, my little two-year-old, she was like, mm -mm, this girl don't want to leave the park, it ain't happening, and in that moment, it, it was, it was this test of, okay, but trust the process. Like, I know this is not what you want. I know this doesn't feel great. I know there's ups and downs and hard times right now, but please trust the process. When have I ever led you astray where I've put you in the car seat and then like terrible things have happened? It's like, no, it's going to be a good thing when you go into the car seat. Just trust me. Just trust me. So, I had in the back of my mind this whole time that I was going to get them ice cream at a local um, ice cream shop just on the way home. And I was super excited to, you know, ro like not, not reward them with this because that makes it seem like it's like transactional, but I was just excited to just lavish my love as a mom and give good gifts because that's what God does to us. So I was like, yeah, let's just have ice cream afterwards. It was literally 10 o'clock in the morning. I didn't care. It was going to be great. But then we had our meltdown. And as I'm strapping my child in the car seat with the flailing and the crying and the kicking and the pinching and the screaming and the snot and the <laughs> chucking the Cheerios and, you know, flipping our water bottle upside down, it's like, okay. I told, I looked at Addison, my oldest, and I said, I have a big surprise for you guys. And I really just wish that Macy would trust me. And I didn't say this as if to like rub it in Macy's face of like, uh-huh, I wish your sister would just try. No, I did that because I just was trying to teach Addison like she's she's struggling so hard right now. But if she would just trust me, it's going to be okay. And so, um, so Addison immediately like got the hint. She's like, oh, yeah, I know that when mom says to trust me, really good things happen. And so, um she like turned and like grabbed Macy's hand and she's like, Macy, Macy, mommy said to trust her. And if she says that, usually that means that like something really good is going to happen. Okay. So like, it's okay. Like you can stop crying now because we know that like mommy's like got something good. Like everything's going to be okay. Trust the process, Macy, trust the process. And so she comes down and I lean back and I say, okay, now that everybody's calm, Thank you so much for being a good listener for my PE class. You know what? I want to show you how God gives really good gifts to us. And I want to take you guys to get ice cream. Doesn't that sound fun? And Addison is like, yes, I knew it. And Macy looks at me. But I don't want ice cream. I want the park. I'm like, okay, well, I tried. I literally tried. So in that moment of 
teaching her to trust, I think there's two folds to it. I think, uh-oh, did you guys hear that? There's a huge bang that literally someone's on the other side of the door screaming, wanting me. <sighs> but my husband's home, so it's on him. He said that I could have 30 minutes to myself, and guess what I spent that time doing? recording a podcast for you. So I'm in my closet, but my closet is kind of close to my bedroom door. So if you literally hear crying in the background, it's going to be okay. I promise they're not deprived. My husband is out there and he will take care of them. Um, but I think to like end this episode, it just got me thinking like, all right, 2024, here we go. Let's do this. So I don't know if it's in your dog training, if you're so afraid to put your dog in an uncomfortable situation, you know, you're afraid to do e-collar training um, and get booked with me for the spring and save your spot. You don't want to do e-collar training because you're just afraid that that's going to, you know, putting pressure on your dog is going to break your relationship with them and it's going to hurt their feelings. No, 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 no. Yes. In the process of e-collar training, in order to get it, in order to get their behavior to be completely reliable, are there certain times where we have to put pressure on the dog to be like, hey, reminder, reminder, remember that that wasn't a really good decision. Come back to me. And then when they come back, then we release the button and lower the level and they're wagging and happy and super thrilled with us. Yeah. Like that's how e-collar training goes is we put pressure on, but it's always in a positive reinforcement framework. And it's always with that mindset of, trust the process because once they work through some of those behaviors and those triggers, oh my gosh, the dog thrives and the dog becomes the best version of themselves. And then like Jean, who was reactive and freaking out and their owners could not even take her for a single walk around the block without her losing her crap. Now they can go to the park. They can go to the stores. They can take her so many more places because they have, she has that trust in them that, um, that she's being held accountable and it's just, it's a beautiful relationship now. So I don't know if it's something with your dog. I don't know if it's something with your kids, um, where you're going through something and you're setting some boundaries or you're setting some structure and it's hard and they're fighting back and you just need to keep believing in the process. Keep trusting in the process that I know someday when my kids are older, all of this hard work is going to be worth it. I know that it's all going to be a huge payoff because I trusted the process. I did the hard work. I followed through. I set my boundaries and I stood, I, you know, stood by my word or, you know, I invested in my kids in this way. Trust your parenting process. And then of course, because this is a place where we have conversations about faith, we have been in such a hard place these last several months navigating the holiday season with grief in our heart. And, you know, I hear God say over and over, even though it's hard, even though the pain is undescribable, trust me. Trust me, trust the process, trust what I'm doing, trust how I'm going to somehow, somehow take this pain and find purpose in it. Trust me that you just live in a world that's broken and there's pain, but this is not the way that I intended it. Trust me that there's good up ahead, that at the end of this life, which this life will go by in a blink of an eye compared to what the life we have in front of us, 
that when this life is over, trust me, that heaven is worth every bit of your pain and your struggle and everything that you've had to endure and go through. Trust me in the pain and trust me that it's going to be worth it. Just like little Macy getting in the car seat. We're not going to get, we're not going to be in our car seat kicking and screaming. And then God's going to say, okay, <laughs> thank you for living this faithful life dedicated to me. And you've loved me and you've trusted in me. God's not going to turn around and be like, okay, we're going to get ice cream now. And then we will never have the response of Macy that says, mm, nah, I don't really like what you have to offer. I'd rather stay at the playground. No, God says, trust me because because a life of eternity with God where we experience his love in such an overwhelming, powerful way that he knows every single thing about us, yet he loves us unconditionally. Like we're all longing for that type of love and heaven's going to be filled with that feeling. Any good, any good thing on this life, any hint, whether it's a bite of a dessert that is amazing, whether it's intimacy with your spouse, whether it's holding a newborn baby or finding out that you're holding that pregnancy test for the first time and it's positive or just embracing family members that's been far away that you haven't been able to connect with, whatever lights your heart on fire and goes, oh, that makes me feel so happy. That is just a taste of what God has in store for us at the end of this life. So trust the process, y'all. I know life can be hard and grueling and can I just say that again, hard and grueling, <laughs> but trust the process. There's purpose in the pain that we go through and our reward is gonna be great. All right. Thanks for listening to The Connection, conversations about faith and family through the lens of a dog trainer. Anything dog training, hit me up at rockkenneltraining.com. I hope this encourages you. I hope it's food for thought. And I hope you can find a goal for 2024. For me, it's going to be to trust. I got to lean in and I got to trust the process. And I got to trust that there's so much good up ahead. What is it for you? Take care. Bye.